We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. What is going on, y'all? It is time to break down the Week 10 DFS slate on DraftKings. This is the Daily Destroyer DFS show, part of the Dynasty Warzone Network. As always, I'm Tyler. He is Lou. We'll start like we always do at the quarterback position. Lou, I think quarterback's pretty straightforward this week, and I think it's just going to be a continuation of last week for me. Last week I was saying I'm playing Fields no matter what. Fields, uh, it was a great play. Um, you know, pat myself on the back there. He was, he was a smash play quarterback last week. And then he gets the Lions again. The floor is just great, and he's playing well. And it seems that after a year and a half, the Bears have finally figured out how to play field successfully. Um, and in this soft matchup, I think it's just at 6,500. It's too, um, too hard for me to pass up. Thoughts on fields? Yeah, they finally raised his price. And we talked about it a little last week where – he kept being under 6K, and with his rushing floor, we knew one of these weeks was going to happen. Uh, 100-yard bonus is always in the cards for him. And quarterback is a little awkward this week with Josh Allen, the injury around him. There's no Lamar Jackson on the slate. Uh, Kyler Murray is now becoming a, a game-time decision. So some of these high-end quarterbacks aren't even going to be useful and then you get down to Fields. Everyone saw him put up 45 points last week. Going to probably want to go back to him. He's been getting pretty much 20-plus fantasy points for the last month. And at this point, they're facing the Lions. One of the best matchups you can have at any position. Uh, so 6500 great price for him. He'll probably go up into the 7Ks after he gets another 25, 30 points this week. Love to hear it, Lou. Um, I think if, if I wasn't going fields, like let's just, you know, I feel like we at least got to chat about a couple here. I would be paying up for Mahomes, 7,900 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at them, they're implied for 30 points. I think it's the most, like, single team implied total on the week. The Jags themselves, not exactly the most uh, imposing of defenses. I think their past defense is 27th DVOA, which is, you know, bottom five here. And then 21st in yards allowed per pass. I mean, it's just a smash spot here for Mahomes, but. The way that things are kind of setting up, I, I find myself needing that extra cash going from down from Mahomes to Fields. But, you know, if you weren't going Fields for the sake of, you know, chatting here, how do you feel about Mahomes? Yeah, I think price-wise, I probably won't won't get up to Mahomes. I think the 1400 difference is enough to, to stay off of it. I think I'd be more likely to go to Tua uh, for only 200 more. But I think if I'm not playing Fields, I'd actually go down to the other side of that game and take uh, Trevor Lawrence, 5,400. Uh, some people might want to go and play Case Keenum if he gets the start or like Jacoby Brissett's right next to Trevor Lawrence too. But Lawrence is relatively safe as far as floor goes. Uh, I don't know how much of an upside he has, but in this matchup against the Chiefs, it could be a high-scoring game. He does throw the ball a lot more often than Fields. 
We've seen him run last week. He actually had 50 rushing yards. Yeah, and, and, it, and um, he, you can see him rush a touchdown in. Like it's it's. He it's had quality. two one week. Yeah. So uh, I think for for 5400, if I wasn't going with Fields, if I wanted to save the, the thousand, I would end up going with uh, Lawrence. We'll make it quick here. I mean, before I go to your pool. Just talk me into any reason you'd want to pay the backups this week. I mean, I think we might be getting backups in multiple games. Case Keenum, I think Wolford, uh, if Stafford doesn't sh- suit up. So, like, those guys are, are pretty cheap. Any thought or interest on those guys? Yeah, and uh, potentially Malik Willis. Uh, you also have, like, Sam Ellinger, who I don't know if we want to call him a, a backup. But not too much interest. Keenum, it's tough because I think it's a decent matchup uh, against the Vikings, like from a, a QB standpoint. He's a QB that has had plenty of uh, experience playing in the NFL, so a little less so than when Willis and Ellinger came in and they haven't really ever started in the NFL. Um, at least he does have some experience, but. I don't know. I think he's just too, they're too close in price to Trevor Lawrence, who's pretty well established in a game that is expected to be a little more high scoring. And you have like Andy Dalton at 5,500. Uh, they just seem a lot safer. So I probably won't go there. Pool of three quarterbacks. Lou. Fields, Mahomes, and Lawrence. All right. Now is when things get a little bit more interesting here. In the past, if you've been paying attention, just to recap in case you weren't listening or paying attention, you know we've pretty much just been jamming in those like six to six thousand five hundred running backs every week. It's just been money for us. The Ramondres, the Kenny Walkers, the Etiens. It's been working out really well. We don't really have that option this week. I think if you, there's really no cheap running backs that I feel really comfortable with. I mean, there's probably one that I is somewhat cheap, but there's just no cheap options really at the running back position that I want to put in my lineups in cash. You know, I think that, let's just talk about the one at the top that I expect everyone to play. And uh, just talk about why you think you need to play him and he's not a fade. 6,300, Damian Pierce. He just seems like he's getting so much usage and it's not necessarily the best matchup but it's almost like it doesn't matter the matchup like the texans this is their guy uh he had 27 carries last week he's pretty much a lock to get at least 15 um if not he's 20 plus carries he doesn't have a ton of work in the passing game but uh they have shown that in games that they're trailing or need to they'll they'll pass it to him so he has some of that in the floor as well but everyone that used to be around him the last few weeks have been priced up into the 7Ks. So he's just kind of the only one in the 6K range that has a full role. Um, Tony Pollard, if if Zeke were to miss, is another guy that's in that same uh, wavelength. But, I mean, I don't know. How is A.J. Dillon priced higher than Damian Pierce is so weird to it's me. It's a mistake. I mean, and, I mean, AJ Dillon's great if you're trying to get you know 11 rushes for 44 yards. If you want single-digit fantasy points? Yeah, he's great for that. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a, it's bad. I mean, Damian Pierce is like he's got like one. He's got like the, one of the best workloads in the entire NFL. Yeah. So, and so I mean, it's a bad I, team. So, but I mean, still, you can't. The volume is there. Yeah. The it, everyone else that has a similar workload to Pierce is at least 7100. So you're you're getting some savings there. Uh, you're going to be playing 
some of the other guys in that range as well. But um, there's not a lot of ways to save this week at running back. Okay, so let's let's talk about the guys at the top. I think it just makes the most sense right now because I think a lot of guys are going to be going in that direction just because, obviously, they're good players. Saquon Barkley, 86. Derrick Henry, 83. Um, Let's go Nick Chubb, 81, and Dalvin Cook Mm -hmm. to 8. All the guys 8K and up. I feel like that's usually what I do anyways. What are your interests there, your thoughts, big fades, guys you're locking in? Yeah, I think, I mean, Barkley has an amazing matchup uh, facing the Texans that just they've given up 12 to uh, 12 touchdowns to running backs in their eight games. They just gave up 200 plus yards again to Derrick Henry. They're just uh, you basically if you're a running back playing fantasy, uh, you want to be facing the Texans and Saquon has a massive uh, workload on this team. Basically going to have. 25 touches um, most weeks and in a matchup where Texans just can't defend the run. um, 8,600 is still a decent price for Saquon. Uh, So he's probably my favorite. Derrick Henry just, we know what we're getting from Derrick Henry. This is a guy who has multiple games with at least 30 carries. Um, He's not too active in the, in the passing game, but it doesn't matter because they want to give him the ball when they want to score touchdowns. And that's obviously obviously great for fantasy points he has hit the 100 yard bonus in five straight games we love that those games yeah he had multiple touchdowns in three of those games so his ceiling is so massive even without getting uh, many receptions so love derrick henry each and every week but he's probably gonna be relatively owned uh nick chubb also just sort of gets a bunch of fantasy points and end zone pretty similar role to henry uh, more people are going to be clicking on Henry, I think, which Agreed. probably makes Chubb a better play. And then Dalvin Cook is, is all right, but I prefer the other three before him. Understood. Understood. All right, Um, right, let's just talk about a couple guys that I think you know we need to talk about is they're good matchups. The price seems to be there. Um, that's going to be Elvin Kamara, 74, and Etienne, 71. Two guys that I'm really heavily considering getting into my lineup. I'm leaning Etienne's way at 71. We've just seen the workload. We've seen what he's been doing. It just looks really good. Etienne's been a great cash play ever since he got that full-time role. And then Kamara can be a little more hit or miss, but at the same time, he is pretty much the guy there. So, Kamara 74, Etienne 71. To me, it's it's almost like if you need the 300, uh, they're not all too different. Uh, I do... Probably prefer Kamara just because he his spike weeks in receptions just add so many fantasy points. Um, we've seen it a few times this year, especially with Andy Dalton uh, compared to when it was Winston. Uh, he only had nine carries last week, which is somewhat concerning because he also didn't really get too many um, targets. But that was probably just like a little game flow thing. Uh, the Steelers are a lot easier matchup um, than the Ravens in that regard. ETN's great. Uh, since he's pretty much taken over as the number one, uh, he has at least 27 touches in each of those two games. We love so to see that. He's got a massive role, uh, and he's just been hitting uh, the the top end in fantasy points as well. He's, he still hasn't hit 30, but he's gotten uh, in that 29 a couple times here. So, uh, Etienne, I really like that game matchup against the uh, 
Chiefs, where they do give up a decent amount of points to running backs. They have the second, their second worst at giving up fantasy points to um, running backs. So similar in a sense to the Saquon matchup, where um, I expect Etienne with his role to be the guy that they're going to try to score touchdowns with. We've seen Kamara. He either gets, you know, six, four to six touchdowns or he gets mm-hmm. nothing. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think if you need the 300, then I'm perfectly fine with going to ATN. And you might miss one because things are tight. Yeah. Um, talk about two other guys. I mean, one other guy. One at a time, I think it makes sense here. Uh, Devin Singletary, 56. He's a guy that I kind of am forced to go to. Um, I don't know if I love the play, but I think I'm able to talk myself into it with, you know, Josh Allen. You know, part of the reason, not only do the Bills throw a lot, but the reason we're not really attracted to our playing Bills running backs is because we know Josh Allen can run. He's going to do it on his feet. He can run in touchdowns on the goal line. He's just a dynamic, elite quarterback. But Case Keenum is anything but that. You know, he's just going to be the pocket passer that can throw. So there, it gets to a point where I'm like, I'm looking at the matchup itself, Buffalo, Minnesota, I look at the Vikings and like there's not again it's nothing that is scary on the Vikings side of the ball in terms of their defense against the run or the pass, mm-hmm. and you know Case Keenum's not running so 5600 I think talking myself into Singletary is pretty easy to do I also am kind of there out of necessity but at the same time it makes sense Singletary 56. Yeah, I think that when it comes to needing money and under 6k like there's not much down here um you can sort of talk into what you were saying basically on on like why singletary might get more work this week uh he has had a few games with more than 15 carries on the year so um i think what's interesting to me about the play is maybe he just gets a little more dump offs uh with keenum and He's the pass catching uh, running back as well. So I could see it. Um, I think it's more like if, if you need that price, 5,600, everyone around him, like Eno hasn't looked all that great. Melvin Gordon doesn't get a ton of work. Um, then you have mostly like backups around there. The only other guy near there is like David Montgomery, who he's going to get you 15 touches, but he hasn't really done all that much with them. And Herbert just looks late. better. It's, it's just uninspiring. Yeah. Right. And you're not going to like play Herbert over him. Uh, most dirt. Interesting. Um, he's another guy who like is probably going to get 15 touches, but uh, there's so many other players on that team that they like to score touchdowns with. Uh, it's kind of tough, but he's kind of interesting, but even he's 6,100. So saving the 500 for Singletary. Um, would you consider a guy who started the season probably three thousand dollars higher, probably Najee Harris? Um, he is getting targets. He's pretty much getting you like twelve points each game. Not really gonna hit twenty points. Not gonna get you like five points. But he's fifty five hundred uh, in an okay matchup. But do you have any interest in him, or do you think Warren is just gonna take up? Uh, take too much away and it's less to do with warren and me just like i they're 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 a pass heavy team they're not great at passing um warren's they've been talking publicly about warren getting more play and Najee just hasn't looked good you know you can you can blame the Liz frank injury you can bang, uh, blame mm. 
Um, you know, the bad offensive line, the fact that Ben Big Ben Roethlisberger is there anymore, it might be all three of those, but I don't know, man. I, I don't think there's a world where you can talk me into playing Najee Harris for my own money. <laughs> That's just bottom line, man. Um, I think if, if we, I think another conversation point is if Zeke doesn't go, Pollard. Yeah. Um, you know, Zeke, uh, he, apparently Jerry Jones said he expects him to suit up, but it sounds more like from the beat writers that he's more of a game time decision. We don't really know. Pollard at 65, in my opinion, is an insta play though, if, uh, Zeke is out. So I think like, I'm not really playing Zeke or Pollard right now, but if Zeke is declared out, I think getting Pollard and Pearson there is a really good way to save money and make me feel confident at that position that I wasn't as much before at the price. Yeah, I think, uh, I'd probably still prefer... Pierce to Pollard. No, I play uh, both of them. I'm playing I, both I, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I probably, I probably prefer Pierce too. But I mean, I'm just, I'm playing both of them quite comfortably. I'm saying. Yeah, and and I was building some teams that I was landing in that 6,500 to 6,800 range, and I was like, well, if Zeke's in, I don't know if I want to play Pollard because I feel like Zeke being in means he's just going to take touchdowns, um, even if Pollard puts no, up some other stats, but. Yeah, I like Pollard there uh, in that case as well. Let's let's move along here, man. Pool of five running backs. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be Saquon, Kamara, Etienne, Pierce, and, well, uh, I'll say uh, Pollard for the fifth one. Wide receivers, I mean, for me, the best plays are at the top here. Um Let's just talk about those. Uh, I'm going to leave Diggs out just because I think with Keenan behind there, I'm not interested in it in cash. Feel free to rebuttal if, if you want to here. But Tyreek, 91, I expect to be very popular. Uh, Cooper Cup, 9K, probably not going to play him for the same situation unless Stafford shoots up. Justin Jefferson, 88. Devonta Adams, 87. Let's throw in Hopkins, too, at 8K. So 8K and up like we usually do with the expensive wide receivers. Your thoughts on these? Yeah, it's, it's a little tough this week to get up to them. There's not a ton of, uh, in the past, as he had mentioned before, like there's usually three or four running backs in that like 65 and down range that we've been able to play. This week we're paying a little higher for running backs, which means we're not able to afford too many of these high-end uh, wide receivers. But for me, I think Tyreek is probably my, my one uh not too surprisingly, he's just been smashing this year. Cooper Cup has issues around who's his quarterback going to be this week. Uh, we're not sure if it's Walford. Is he going to feed Cup the same way that uh, Stafford has? I do like Justin Jefferson up here. Devontae Adams, the target tree there with with Waller and, and Renfro out. That would be a good play. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw it last week with Adams. Slate breaker, slate breaker, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> you like you needed Fields or DA, like, and if you weren't playing against yeah. them, good luck. I'm not gonna play Diggs. I don't think at all. Like, it's a good matchup. I mean, it's tough because it's a revenge game for Diggs. Um, so for me, I think like Diggs is a guy I'm probably not playing um, too much of. Hopkins is all right as well, but there's the concern that. Kyler might not be playing his game time decision as well. So, like for me, I think it's Tyreek, Tyreek Adams, and Jefferson probably my top. Three. Okay. Question in the chat, Eric. 
Uh, what do you think about Swift at 6,400? I think in tournaments, he's a fine play. I think um, it's kind of a cop-out thing to say. I just have really concerns about his workload and his opportunity. Um, we, we've seen them use Jamal Williams pretty consistently uh, around that, around the you know the red zone, around the end zone and whatnot. And then last year that was Swift. So I think there's some really like concerns around him being able to score touchdowns. We know he has the burst. We know he's going to have some long plays at times. We know he's going to be used in the pass game, but... Um, at 6,400 in cash, um, you know, there, there's a world that he, he leaves this game with like 12 touches. Still on the mend, in my opinion. So I'm not wild about playing him in cash, but he's definitely not like a, a bad play in tournaments. Lou, your thoughts? Yeah, and he's going to have less than 12 touches. He's only had 12 touches week one, uh, but I feel like he's not 100%. And I agree. I agree. Sort of like I agree. In. As you mentioned, like his the upside and when you're comparing to running backs in that range, he's going to have a lot less touches. Also likelihood of scoring touchdowns is a lot lower and that's where you're going to make up a lot of your, your fancy points. So uh, yeah, I don't think I can do swift yet. All right. The rest of these wide receivers. Um, I think the two to talk about as we move down from that naturally from that, that top tier, that's going to be Amon Ra St. Brown at 29 and that's going to be Alave sorry that's 29 at 69 and then uh Alave at 68 just about the same price we both know the target tree is there we know that they're gonna they're the number one guy there they're gonna get the volume I think a lot of people are gonna be interested in Amon Ross St. Brown at 69 and Alave at 68 is a way to kind of save some money at wide receiver your thoughts on these two yeah they're both great I think if you don't play both of them, choosing between them is really difficult. Uh, another guy here with, with St. Brown compared to like what we were just talking about with Swift is how many, how many targets uh, is he going to get that are worth touchdowns or big plays? Like he, he does get a lot of targets. He has a big portion of the target tree there. So the floor is pretty good on St. Brown. I feel like Olave's ceiling is probably higher. Uh, he's the number one wide receiver there. Steelers, this matchup is really good for Olave. Uh, Steelers are the worst defense against wide receivers for fantasy. Um, both of them are likely to get six to eight uh, receptions in this game. One of them, if not both of them, is probably going to hit the 100-yard bonus. So they're both really great plays. I'm going to keep going back and forth on them this week. I think as of now, I have a slight lean to Alave, though. I'll lean on, on Ross St. Brown. Maybe I'm a homer, but I would. But they're both great plays again. Um, I mean, there's really not a lot in between that I want to talk about. One guy that I have interest in, I guess, if we're talking about in-between range or that range, Jalen Waddle. He's currently in my cast lineup as of now. I think it's more of just like a – I can't afford Tyreek, so I'm going to Waddle. That's really all that comes down to. But I also, you know, it's 76 to 91. Like, that's a lot of money that I'm able to use elsewhere. I don't have to play two cheap wide receivers anymore. Um, I'm able to get Waddle in there. We know the upside's there. We know the volume's there. Your thoughts on Waddle, 76, before maybe we move down to some of these cheaper guys? Yeah, Waddle, like, now seems like the guy for touchdowns uh, that Tua is, is favoring. So... I think 7,600, it's getting up there now, and it's not easy. Usually, 
in the past few weeks the, the cheat code has been played to with both of these guys but at this point it's really hard to fit all three so um almost impossible really but for for me i think if if you're trying to get exposure to this game waddle's not a bad way to do it like he's got a pretty good floor probably gonna get like five for 70 is probably a decent floor um 7600 a little pricier like i don't think i necessarily favor him versus these other two guys that are seven eight hundred cheaper though um i do understand the, the point of like with this game but the thing with waddle is he's only really gone off in games that the entire dolphins uh, offense has gone off so in games that they do poorer and they haven't gotten 20 points is when he's had his, his bad weeks. That makes sense. Right. But, um, his big games are when they really go off and against the Browns, I could see this game being a little lower scoring than maybe some of these other weeks that they've had. So I don't know. I, I think he's fine, but I would just go with the savings to those other two. Yeah. I guess like for me, the dolphins, like this game's at 49 and a half dolphins are, Implied to almost score four touchdowns. I think things get out of hand. I mean, Brown's run defense is 30th DVOA. Their pass defense is 18th. I guess I just, um, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know if I'm betting the under, but I don't, I just, I don't expect this to be as low scoring perhaps as you do. Um, any other wide receivers you want to talk about before we go into the cheaper range of wide receivers who we're paying down for? Yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper is one that's kind of interesting in that game as well. I think he'll get a decent amount of ownership. He's had a pretty good run here of games, and Miami defense has just been giving up a lot of fantasy points yes, to yes, wide receivers. They have. Yes, they so have. my concern in the game is, are they going to just run it with, with Chubb and try to like control the game, or are they going to pass it? And I think Cooper is probably the one where if this game does get out of hand – I don't know, like a Waddle with, with Cooper together is probably going to go off together. Um, they have some good correlation there. He's had, what, three games over 100 yards now. Um, so his upside's still there. I don't really love anyone else in that range. Uh, Alan Lazard's 6,100, though. It's too expensive. I wish he was 55. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he's more of a cash play. Like, he's probably going to get you somewhere between like 12 to 16 fantasy points uh, with that dubs there too. So I was hoping he was in the five Ks as well. He's 6,100. It's probably too pricey because it's above Juju and, and Kirk who are in a much better game environment for it. So um, yeah, I don't really love anyone else there in the six K range though. Great. Let's move down to the cheap wide receivers. I'll turn this one to you, Lou. Uh, you're looking at cheap range. Let's say 5K or under, um, just so I can talk about pickings later. Um, <laughs> 5K or under, cheap wide receivers, Lou. Where are you at? Yeah, this like four to 4,500 range is really interesting this week. Uh, Nicole Hardman is going to be out. He was originally someone that I was looking at that I was going to sort of jam in. But now MVS is 4,100. Somewhat interesting. I don't know how good of a cash play he is, though. For cash, I do like Donovan Peoples-Jones. One thing about Amari Cooper is he doesn't play as well in on the road, <laughs> and maybe that means that it's better for Peoples-Jones, but 
Peoples Jones has uh, five straight games with over 50 receiving he's, yards. He's 2x in his salary. He's going to 2x his salary. We know that. So he, he's only 4,300. He's pretty much a lock to get you exactly 12.1 fancy points because that's just what he does each week. But, um, yeah, I think he's a pretty good play. Similar to Cooper, he has a good matchup against the Miami secondary. That isn't all that great this year. Zay Jones is 4,400 against the Chiefs. That's also a good matchup if you want for for cash. Like, he's pretty safe to get, like, 8 to 12 points. Uh, and then Mac Hollins, who, of those guys, probably has the highest ceiling, but now mm-hmm. his floor has improved because Renfro and Waller are out. If Carr's throwing to anyone that's that's not Adams, it's probably going to be Hollins. If he's trying to throw it deep, um, we've seen Hollins have a couple spike games here. He had that one game when he had all of the opportunities. He went 8, 158, and 1. So we know he has the upside. Uh, his downside and floor is a lot lower than those other guys. But um, I think I'd probably rank them Peoples Jones, Hollins, and then um, Zay third. I don't have a lot to add there. I like Pickens this week, but he's just not fitting at 5K. You know, I think they're, they're really comfortable with Pickens as a starting wide receiver. That's why part of the reason they moved Claypool. So I like Pickens, but I think it just can't fit him. I don't have much to add. I agree with you in your cheap wide receiver assessment. Lou, pool of five wide receivers. Yeah, I'll say uh, Tyreek, Amonra, Olave, Peoples-Jones, and Kirk. Like Kirk. Um, let's go to tight end. I mean, it's it's really Travis Kelsey or or nothing. So... Yeah, I mean it's like Travis Kelsey. He's projected like ten more fantasy points yeah, it, than any other exactly. Hit end on the slate. <laughs> it's basically like Travis Kelsey, or you pick your punt. Let's just talk through Kelsey real quick. What are your thoughts here? I can't fit him. Um, I'd love to, but I can't do it. But your thoughts on Kelsey? Yeah, I. This is almost the. Wouldn't you rather play Kelsey than Waddle? Um, I think he's not necessarily safer than Waddle, but um, I think he he potentially has more upside because he's like the only guy that Mahomes is throwing to you. Mahomes has back-to-back weeks over 400 yards, and we know Kelsey can have 100 yards, 802, or four. He had four touchdowns earlier in the season. So Kelsey's just far and away better than any other tight end on the slate. But as you mentioned, it's hard to fit him. And 7,800 for a tight end, you almost have to play him in two tight end builds, and he's like your flex option instead of playing someone like Waddle uh, or one of the running backs in that range. Besides him, it's almost like go all the way down. Um, Hawkinson looked all right, but, I mean, 5,300, he's still got, like on a new team. Buffalo is decent against 10 ends as well. So I pretty much would just go all the way down, um, sub 4K. Schultz at 3,800 is interesting. Um, I think my favorite might be... Greg Dulcich, who yeah, he's been on he's fire, been man. Hopping. Yeah, um, he's thirty four hundred against the Titans, uh, and then Foster Moreau, similar to what we were saying about Matt Collins. They're just the target tree is is shrinking in uh, Vegas, and we've seen it the last few weeks. Like he's got at least five targets in three straight weeks. He hasn't really been hitting any sort of upside though. Like he has gotten any touchdowns this year. It's a punt. Um, yeah, but he's getting like three for thirty, um, and it's just like kind, 
kind of boring. Dulcich has is more exciting. I exactly, it's like thirty yard touchdowns can like catch and runs happen with Dulcich with Moreau, not so much. Yeah, Moreau's safe to get you like six fantasy points, but is he going to get you fifteen? Yeah, maybe he'll he'll fall into the end zone or something. But yep. um, I do think that like Jacobs and Adams going to take up a lot of the fantasy point tree on that mm-hmm. team. And I don't know, they're facing the Colts. Like both those teams are kind of starting to give up on their season. Um, Colts say the least. Their, to their, say the least about the Colts. But that's yeah. one thing I didn't talk about at running back, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor is only 7,500 and I don't know, people probably already forgot about him, but he's going to get a ton of touches. So that, that game is just kind of gross. I think in yeah. general. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Is there any other tight ends you, you really want to talk about? I think if I had to bring one up, Lou, it would be Dalton Schultz at 38. Like, I probably aren't, I, I need the money, but I think there's like a real, there's something interesting to say at least about the Cowboys Packers game. Like, you know, 44 point total, not great, but Packers are implied at 24. I think there's like, you know, if you're going with like, a, like some DAC stacks and tournaments, you could go to Schultz. I, I guess like it's me sort of grasping at straws here to try to talk about a tight end outside of yeah. what we've said, but I don't mind Schultz. Yeah, I think Schultz is pretty decent. Um, Evan Ingram is also all right, 3,300. Like, everyone's going to be on the other two plays. But you do something like, whew, man, if you're doing, like, Mahomes, you might want to go with Ingram instead of Kelsey or maybe you just play both. Or if you're doing one of those, like, Lawrence with Ingram and Kirk is already a pretty cheap stack. But Ingram's all right. Like, he, we've seen he can get you – five, six catches for 50 to 70 yards. So um, I think he's okay as well, but I'm not really looking to pay too much for a tight end this week. Pool of three tight ends, Lou. Let's close things out here. Uh, Kelsey, Dolchich, and Moreau. Going to defense special teams. I mean, with, with Case Keenum playing, like I think the Vikings – the Vikings at 2,200 is just like I, – I, it's not even that I like the Vikings. It's just like I, I can't afford to pay for a defense that's over 2,500 this week with how I'm building things. So I'm just clicking on the Vikings. It's also kind of like in case something does happen to the Vikings defense, it's kind of like a block because I expect everyone to just be jamming in the Vikings defense anyways. So I really don't have a ton to talk about outside of that. I mean, I'm sure the Cardinals, if you find yourself with an extra 500 because of Stafford likely being out or could be an out, but I don't know. Yeah, it's Vikings pretty much. I'm just clicking the Vikings because I need the money. I, I don't really have a lot more to say. Yeah, uh, I think I thought that initially the Colts were somewhat interesting with the injuries on, on the Raiders, but um, I think if you pay a little more up to the Cardinals, if they're facing uh, Wofford, the the Rams in general just don't score many, many points, uh, real-life points. And the Cardinals' defense has been all right. They have a decent amount of sacks. They have um, five defensive touchdowns on the year. So whatever they're doing is working as far as trying to uh, get touchdowns from the defense. So whether that's pinning people uh, close to the end zone and makes it a little harder to get out of there. But um, I think if I pay up from Vikings, it would be to the Cardinals. Fair. Um, That does it for Week 10 slate, DraftKings main slate. Mostly cash lineups here. Final thoughts on the week, Lou? I think that it's a little weird of a, a week. It's kind of hard to fit players, follow the injuries, especially on a, a lot of quarterback injuries this week heading into Sunday. So 
make sure you check those out because they're going to change up a lot of the uh, decisions you make, especially when it comes to that uh, the Josh Allen news, Stafford, Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray's out, that game's going to be so gross. But um, yeah, yep. should be a lot. All right, Lou, where can I find you on Twitter? Where can I find the work? At Lucky underscore Lou Dog. I work at Lucky Trader. Do you? Crypto, NFT stuff for them, and DraftKings Rainmakers content. You can find me at FFTylerO. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak